Welcome to the Thriving Forward podcast. Now to introduce your hosts. Hi, I'm Megan Laspinera. I'm the founder and executive director of Kids Thrive 585 Inc. and a pediatrician in Rochester, New York. And I'm Sarah Collins McGowan. I'm also a pediatrician here in Rochester, and I teach community health and advocacy to pediatric residents. In each episode, we will speak with people involved in good works and projects in the greater Rochester area. We hope that by introducing you to these inspirational people and their stories, you will be motivated to learn more about these amazing organizations in our region and the fabulous people who keep them working. Today on the podcast, I'm excited to welcome Jennifer Phillips. She is the Director of Expressive Arts and Music Fundamentals at the Hochstein School. She's board certified as a music therapist, and she's also certified as a neurologic music therapist. Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. We like to start with an icebreaker question. So it is, what is something that you're into lately? can really be anything. Um, so lately I've been really into swimming. Um, I actually used to swim competitively as a kid. Um, something you probably would not realize when you meet me, I'm not the most coordinated person ever, but, uh, it was something I really enjoyed when I was younger. And I, um, recently added it back into my life as a way to just relax and recharge and care for myself. I am not always the most coordinated person unless I'm paying attention. There's that. Yeah, there's that point where you can be focused and have great coordination. And then the rest of the time, it's, yeah, I could fall over anything. At any exactly. <laughs> yep. Wonderful. So I, I have you on the podcast today to talk about some of the programming at Hockstein School. Can you give us like a big overview and then talk about um, some of the things that you're doing over at Hockstein? Absolutely. So, you know, broad overview is that the Hoxton School is a nonprofit um, community arts school here in the city of Rochester. Um, and our mission is really to provide quality arts education and therapeutic art services, which is more, you know, my lane and I'll talk about in a bit um, for really anyone who wishes to take part. So regardless of age, background, socioeconomic status, ability, um, prior experience or lack thereof. Um, so because our offerings are really crafted with a community and student-centered focus, um, I believe there's really something for everyone at Hochstein. Um, In fact, on a personal note, my whole family is a Hochstein family. Um, my husband and I decided to come back as adult learners last year, him in the voice department and me in cello lessons for the first time in my whole life. Um, and our children uh, are also here at Hochstein and have been enrolled in programming since they were really little. So um, Hochstein offers both individual and group music and dance um, and arts instruction, as well as therapeutic arts. And we offer that here at Hochstein and also out um, in the community at different locations. So um, our offerings here include early childhood music classes. Um, we have a huge dance department. We have choral and instrumental ensemble opportunities, um, a really good and robust uh, chamber music programs, Suzuki, uh, up and coming creativity lab and a wildly popular intro to Highland bagpipes class. So um, I like to tell people there is always something going on at Hochstein. <laughs> My band teacher in high school was anti bagpipes. Um, no. Yes, it was. <laughs> They just he was a he was an excellent music teacher, but I just have very specific memories about his opinions around bagpipes. I do not feel the same way, but that's always what I think of when I hear bagpipes. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. <laughs> 
Can you talk a little bit about therapeutic arts? What is that? What do people need to know around? What's the difference in the programming, things like that? Yeah, that's a great question. So therapeutic arts and here at Hochstein, they're under the umbrella of expressive arts are um, music, dance and or music, art and dance movement therapy. Um, there are other creative arts therapies, but those are the ones that we happen to to offer here at Hochstein. Um, and so our, um, you know, we have music, art and dance movement therapy, but also as part of our expressive arts department, we have um, what we just call adaptive, inclusive and inclusive inclusive instruction. And what we mean is that anyone of any ability, um, you know, and any background can come to Hochstein to learn. We have a lot of um, kids, uh, actually kids and adults with disabilities who come to Hochstein um, to pursue, you know, a passion of theirs that they might not ordinarily have a chance to in their regular school system or in life in general. Um, and they can come here and be, you know, tap into that creative part of themselves here. And so in expressive arts, we do, you know, the therapeutic side and also just in general, the really inclusive side, because we believe that everybody should have a chance to access um, the arts in a way that is meaningful for them. So in making arts adaptive and therapeutic, is there a difference in your programming when it's not focused on that? Or do you think that all art in all of its forms can be expressive and therapeutic? I do believe that it can. The reason that we make a distinction here is because our department started as just the music therapy department. We've been around for almost 50 years. So we started um, in 1975 and we um, have grown to include some of the other therapeutic arts. So Expressive arts was, um, you know, I say that community, you know, we're community driven and community focused and, and we are expressive arts was, um, and especially our offsite programming was born from the request for more accessible music experiences for disabled adults living in group homes in the 1970s. And so when we think about that as being, um, you know, the overarching mission of Hochstein, it definitely is. But the folks who are in my department are just a little bit more, um, not, well, I guess, trained and equipped to, um, you know, to handle some of the complex needs of, um, you know, either uh, non-traditional learners or folks who have um, other access needs like mobility needs. We have some who are deaf, some who are non-speaking. And so, um, you know, being able to, uh, like I said, engage all individuals in a way that is, um, you know, meaningful to them. But certainly, yes, we try and do that as as a whole school. In fact, some of our, um, you know, students who come in and, and some of our, um, yeah, our students who come in are not placed in, you know, here in expressive arts. They're they're in other departments taking dance classes and they're in chorus and, um, you know, they're taking lessons in the instrument that, um, you know, that they really want to study. So um, I would say that we're, I mean, definitely expressive arts is just a small part of a much bigger whole and that that's our focus in general in, here at Hochstein. What is different about neurologic music therapy? Yeah. So um, that's something that there are a couple of us here who are um, who are just they, we have additional training in that. And so I work in the medical realm as well. So I actually work um, in stroke rehabilitation and um, working on using music to elicit, um, you know, change like 
basically changes in in the way that the brain works um, following a traumatic brain event. Um, and so we work with a brain injury center around here, and we also work at a couple of different rehab uh, locations. And then I have a few students who come um, right here to Hochstein, and they do a little bit more of that, um, that neurologic and medical-based uh, training. So still fun, but definitely a lot more sciencey than what I tend to talk about here. Well, because so my understanding is that music and song lyrics reside in a different part of the brain than mm-hmm. your motor, than your other speech centers. And so mm-hmm. when you're rehabilitating someone from a stroke or a traumatic brain injury, it can be a way to help them get back to speech by using yes. music and song. Is that right? That is absolutely right. And so um, we use a lot of techniques here that that do focus on that musical, like the rhythmic and the melodic components to that, to then retrain the brain how to use, you know, that, that similar syntax in speech, even though it's being created by a different part of the brain. So um, that is one of my my areas that I, I love to work in. I work um, ex- uh, with expressive aphasia. So um, working specifically with injury or stroke um, that affects the the language production areas of the brain. Um, and so, yes, using melodic intonation therapy, one of my um, one of my things that I, I just love to do. So I work mostly in administration here, but I do still have my own um, small client caseload. And uh, and many of them tend to be my my NMT folks who are, are coming here for that more rehab side. So what advice do you have for anyone that might be interested in doing similar work to you? Yeah. So I think, you know, I wear a lot of different hats is the best way to say it. So I think that if you are interested in, in therapeutic arts or in using, um, you know, music as a tool for, you know, for change and for good, um, then, then talking to really any of us here at Hochstein would be a great, um, place to start. We are, like I said, really community, um, driven and community focused. So being able to, um, to kind of get that perspective ahead of time is great. In terms of working in like the nonprofit sector and in arts administration, I think that finding, um, you know, a balance that works for you and your organization and creating and maintaining um, connections with other like-minded individuals and also, um, you know, organizations that are doing similar work and um, or serving similar folks is a great, um, you know, a great thing to have. The the more that you have people working together, the stronger that you're, you know, you're going to be able to be not only as an organization, but also, you know, in what you are trying to, to bring to the community. What is your musical background? Sort of what got you to this point of wanting to pursue therapeutic arts as part of your your life's work? Yeah. So when I was growing up, my mom sang and my dad played the piano. Um, I played violin and clarinet all through school, but ended up as a vocal major. Uh, so I have a degree in voice as well. Um, and I teach voice lessons here at Hochstein too. But um, music was a part of my entire childhood. And um, I was drawn to it from, I think, as far back as I can remember. And as I grew up and the arts became um, a more, you know, integral and fulfilling part of my life, I realized that 
I wanted to do what I could to ensure that others would also have the opportunity to engage in the arts in a way that was meaningful for them. Um, you know, another reason that I think I pursued um, music therapy specifically is that um, I had some some learning challenges when I was younger. Um, I have ADHD and I had um, not not exactly dyslexia, but something incredibly similar that affected my ability to read notes. And so it was not until I was a teenager that I really understood how music worked. I'm still actually not a great sight reader, um, you know, even though I've been a musician for 30 something years. Um, and so it was, you know, me creating my own sort of system to be able to, to do this that I kind of thought like, man, everybody should be able to access music the way that I've you know, figured out how to access music or a way that works for them because I didn't always think that was an available option for me. And, um, you know, that was really kind of what spurred that, you know, that interest in music therapy to begin with. And, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. So <laughs> I think that was definitely the start for me. And, um, and it's just, it's been just a really great ride ever since then. So how, are you, are you still doing the cello lessons now? Uh, so no, I'm not. So I was a violinist when I was younger. I took cello just for a summer. And, uh, and as much as I liked it, I went back to my violin and viola because it was a little bit easier for me to just keep. So it's interesting because I took it initially because I had always wanted to play the cello. Um, you can't tell this because we're on a podcast, but I'm incredibly tiny. So they did not have a cello small enough for me when I was in the fourth grade and I uh, ended up picking violin instead. And uh, so I fulfilled my dream of playing the cello, realized that I really liked the smaller instruments better and um, have have gone back to my my comfy strings, as I like to say. But I actually do teach adaptive cello lessons. I just tend to do a little bit more um, using my viola instead, because for those of you who are not strings people, they are tuned the same, <laughs> except an octave higher. So it's a little easier to do it that way. But that's, you know, for someone who teaches an adaptive arts program, mm -hmm. it's good that you're adaptive. There we go. <laughs> True. <laughs> Can you speak to community partnerships that Hoxine is involved with? Do What other organizations in the community um, do you guys partner with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have um, about 30 community partnerships um, with other organizations in our area that are similarly focused. So, um, you know, a couple that that, you know, definitely bear mentioning is our Making Music, Making Strides program, which is a partnership with the um, YMCA to bring classroom-based early childhood music classes to um, over 60 preschoolers each year. Um, and that uh, it actually culminates in an end-of-the-year performance where all of those students now then come to Hochstein to the performance hall with all their families and all of their friends. And it is the biggest and most fun and energetic event I go to every year. Um, and then in our expressive arts program, we have many partnerships um, with state and local organizations, particularly organizations that serve um, both the disability community and the aging community. Um, and then we also have arts integration partnerships with schools and other organizations that are focusing on arts as a way to um, form meaningful connections and to empower and encourage self-expression, um, to create um, belonging and collaboration, and just to help our, our community and all of our residents thrive. If people are interested in 
let's sort of, it's going to be a two-parter. If people are interested in getting involved on the volunteer side at Hockstein, how would they do that? And then if people are interested in enrolling in programs, how do they go about that? Or is it the same thing either way? No. Yeah. So that's a great question. So we do have quite a few volunteer opportunities here at Hockstein. It depends um, a little bit on what you want the involvement to be. There are a couple of like big events that we do every year that we need, you know, one-time volunteers. Um, we also have free concert series um, here that need, you know, folks to be handing out programs and things like that. Actually, all, many of our concerts, um, you know, we we would love to have volunteers for that. Um, and so I would I would just you know, encourage you to call our front office staff is fantastic. If you say, hey, you know, I'm really interested in this mission and I'd like to help out, we'll we'll find something cool for you to do. <laughs> um, so, and we would, you know, we would love that. And if people are interested in enrolling, um, you can find us on the web. Um, so we're www.hockstein.org. So it's H-O-C-H-S-T-E-I-N dot org um or you can call us at 454-4596 and talk to our front office staff and um our website has all of the information on it how to enroll in classes and individual lessons um we teach individual lessons on pretty much any instrument i can think of um and so we um you know we have all of our information right there on our website or like i said you can you can give us a call but there's always um you know we're, we 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 go on a school year basis but we also have rolling enrollments so um you know even if you join in october november you're welcome to come anytime and see what's going on here and it sounds like beginners of all ages are welcome yes Yes, all ages. <laughs> yes. Please. So, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, is there anything about Hockstein that we've missed so far that we haven't been able to highlight? It just sounds like there's so much great programming going on. There really is. And I think, um, I guess the thing that I want to say is that our on-site and our off-site programming are both really important. Um, and they are both a huge part of what we do. Um, so, you know, if you come, you know, during the day on a week, it may you know, it may be look quiet here, but we are, you know, off in the community serving lots of different folks. So we have about, um, Gosh, we serve between three and 4,000 students every year and 1,500, around 1,500 of those are offsite. Um, so there's a whole lot that is going on there. And especially in expressive arts, like we have, let's see, I think only about 100 of our students are on site and about 1,400 are off site. So we have, um, you know, quite a bunch of things going on you know, going on out there. If you come on a Saturday morning, there's three, four plus hundred kids coming through here on a Saturday morning because there are all kinds of classes all of the time. So um, it's just a really fun and and thriving and just exciting place to be. So even if you just want to come for a visit or a tour, give us a call where we would love to love to see you, love to hear what you're interested in. If you happen to know any musicians who could teach lessons, should they, should we send them your way? Sure, that would be amazing. We have a fantastic faculty of about 120 um, faculty members, and we are we are adding new members and new offerings all the time. And I would say too, like if you have an idea for a class and you're like, hey, guess what? I could teach this. Call us up. We we have we have this new. Um, 
course that's coming up and it's a it's a look at um at celtic music and it's just it looks so very cool and i think it came in just as a proposal of like hey i can do this and it was it was such a great um you know idea and and offering so if you have something that you want to offer to the community give us a call we'd love to hear from you that's amazing and we're going to get you some volunteers and some teachers <laughs> and to keep the mission going for sure Awesome. <laughs> we like to get, uh, close out the podcast asking people, what is your favorite thing about Rochester? So, well, okay. So definitely the art scene, no surprise there. Um, we have just an amazing community with Jiva and RBTL and everything going on with Eastman and Hochstein. And it's just, there's so much to do arts wise in the city and the mag and uh, yeah, it's endless. So that's amazing. Um, and I also love the food. I love, love going on, um, you know, a food tour of Rochester. I think we have some really unique, uh, you know, stuff that's just local to us. And of course, the public market, which is like one of my favorite places to be. So those are all great answers. I don't think anybody has said a food tour. So like kudos on. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Wonderful. Jennifer Phillips, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thriving Forward podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Kids Thrive 585 Inc., the Huckelman Center at the University of Rochester, and Rochester Regional Health. To learn more about today's guest, head over to kidsthrive585.org and click on the podcast link. See you next time. The views, information, and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of their employers or funders.